Hi everybody, thanks for coming. Uh, you're listening to the Theater Talk. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Theater Talk. So today we're going to be debunking some theater myths and superstitions. Starting off with the phrase, break a leg. Now, in theater, or the arts, break a leg means good luck. But to figure out how we got this superstition, we have to go all the way back to Shakespeare's time. Time warp. <laughs> I'll add audio there, or not, we'll see. <laughs> okay, so going back all the way to Shakespeare's time, at the end of a performance, I don't think male actors do it anymore. Uh, I think some still do, but mostly female actors will put one of their legs behind their other and bend it at the knee and then do their bow. That's kind of like the formal bow. And when they do that, when you bend at the knee, it's called breaking a leg, breaking your leg. And so, and that's when, you know, during the bow, they would get the applause from the audience and it always feels rewarding to get applause. So over time, that warped into the phrase, break a leg, meaning you at the end of the show will get the applause from an audience, meaning that they enjoyed it and it was really just an amazing performance. And now applause is something that is so rewarding to performers and it feels so good to know that people enjoyed it. Now break a leg, turn into that meaning that like they, they're wishing you that you will, again, wishing you that you will have an amazing performance to hopefully get the applause from the audience at the end of the show. So for me, I believe in this superstition. I believe that you should never say good luck to a performer before the poor. Wow. <laughs> you should never say good luck to a performer before a performance. You should always say break a leg. Now, I remember one time I wished one of my friends break a leg and I said literally. Um, but that isn't as funny as I thought it would probably be. Okay, well, <laughs> ignore that. But I believe in this superstition, even when people say good luck to me before um, something, um, when people say good luck to me, nothing has ever happened specifically to that show that I was in. So even though I don't have any proof or evidence from me of it to back this up, um, I definitely still do believe in it. Now, on Instagram, I asked some of you guys to send me over some of your experiences with these superstitions. Now, for break a leg, one of you guys said, during our sh um, before the show, one of my friends wished me good luck. And during so, the and, and during the show, one of the set pieces fell down and almost hit one of the actors. Okay, so. I know for my school, right before the show, uh, while we're getting on stage, our stage crew, which is the adults or the parents, they will go around the set pieces to make sure that everything is tightly in place and nothing can possibly happen to hurt anyone. 
And so I know most schools also do that, and I'm hoping your schools do too, where they where a stage crew will do the round, check everything, everything's stable, nothing's dangerous. So for this one, a stage crew member might have not done it, and it could be that they just might have not done it and the set piece fell down. Or let's say they did, and the set piece still fell. That more is what I would say. A, so it could be a coincidence or the show is cursed. Now I'm putting quotation marks around cursed. You cannot see them, but just note there are quotation marks around cursed. So for that one, again, I will say, um, coincidence, who knows? It could really be anything, but I believe in break a leg. Another one is a bad dress rehearsal means the show will be amazing. Okay, that one I think is totally a myth. I think it's, you can have a bad dress rehearsal and the show can be amazing, but you can also have an amazing dress rehearsal. The show will be amazing. You can have the sh you can have bad a, a great dress rehearsal, the show goes wrong. I don't believe in that one as much. I think if the actors put the time and effort into the show, then it will be great. If they don't put as much effort that the show really needs, the show can fall apart. But I've been a part of groups where we, where people were not into it, nobody focused, there was a lot of goofing around, um, and yet a lot of goofing around. Because at my school, you know, we don't really have much of it. We usually bring in a company to do our shows, and I know some kids aren't always there for it, um, yet they still did it for some reason. And we had bad dress rehearsals, um, bad rehearsals. So, and yet the show was really, really good and it pulled together. It was an amazing show. So that is one of my things that can back that up. But I also do not believe that a bad dress rehearsal means the show will be good because actors need to put the time and effort into the show for the show to work. That's just something I believe. You should always put the time and effort into the show. And if the time and effort goes in, then yes, the show will be good. If not, then I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. So for the next one, I'm going to have to say it for this one, but never say Macbeth. Never say it in a theater. So if you say, I'm just gonna call, call it the M word because that's what I do. Um, for that, it is considered very, 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 very bad luck. Very bad luck. Now, 
I've seen one where people said the word is a joke. Their show was horrible. Everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong. Mics were broken, stage lights weren't working, set was falling apart, actors were getting sick. I've seen these online, I've seen stories of these. I've seen a lot actually. Because a lot of people think it's just a joke. And really, this is not a joke. Now, at my school, there are not many kids who are really into theater and know a lot of these, so I don't waste my time telling them what it is because I know that they will then really say it. So I don't waste my time trying to explain them, not to say it. Um, and the reason why saying the M-word is just no in theater is supposedly it calls upon evil spirits that will then again quotation marks curse the show now there are, there's another superstition where along with this one where the original actor who played Macbeth, Mac, <laughs> who played Macbeth, well, I just can't say it. Well, anyways, you guys know what I mean. Died tragically during the performance, and the show has been cursed ever since. So, I know people who have done the show, and they said it went great. Nothing happened, even though they were saying the word multiple times behind a backstage or in rehearsals, but I strongly, strongly, strongly believe in this one that it will completely curse the show. I strongly do support this one. Um, I will never say it, even though I'm saying it multiple times in my in this episode, but like, I will never say it in rehearsals for a play or performance. I will or a musical, never. And I don't, and I would, so people, if people don't know it, and you're like community theater, don't tell them, because then they will say it. Trust me, people will. So don't waste the time trying to explain to them what it is, and then to not say it, because they will. It is a thing. So, that's that one. Um, Okay, so this one isn't as much of a superstition, but it is not really a myth either. It's more of like a belief. Wait, no, but I guess it's both of those. Okay, what's the word for this? Okay, I have some kind of like theater conspiracy theories. One of them, wow, we just totally transitioned from like, <laughs> we just totally transitioned from don't say these words to just conspiracy theories, but it's okay. Um, one that I know is Glinda from Wicked, The Wizard of Oz. The Wiz is the real bad guy. Hmm. Okay, so if you have seen Wicked, I guess most of us have, Wicked is like the baseline. It is like the, I guess, Wicked is like the foundation. It's something that everybody knows, but Wicked, basically, if you've seen Wicked, Glinda and Elphaba went to the same school. Now, Elphaba has a sister, Nessa, who is the Witch of the East. Now, the Witch of the East, we know from the Wizard of Oz, gets crushed by Dorothy's house. 
Glinda should know, should have known that either way, knowing that that was Alphaba's sister, she should not have given those shoes to Dorothy. And in the movie, we know Alphaba looks like the total, total, total bad guy. She is evil and she's just trying to steal these shoes. But Alphaba has a rightful, I guess it is rightful for Alphaba to want those shoes back because she wanted something of her sister to remember her by. And I know some people just want the memory of their loved ones, but other people, you know, want things from them to just help them, you know, relive those moments. Now, Alphaba is clearly one of those, uh, one of those people who wants something to remember them by. She cannot just live with the memory of her sister because, you know, Alphaba loved her sister very, very dearly and wanted to protect her at all costs. So Glinda, knowing that by going to school with them, being a roommate with Alphaba, should have known that those shoes were very special and should not have been given away like that to just a stranger who has popped in in a house. So I don't think Glinda was a bad guy in that sense. Uh, she didn't know that those shoes were magical. And I think Glinda, in a way, didn't really think it through. I think she didn't think it through that Alpha would have wanted those shoes back. I think Glinda just thought, you know, I need to help this girl get home. Why don't I help her by giving these these shoes to her? To give her like a, you know, and then tell her to follow the yellow tell her to follow the yellow brick road. Then Alphaba shows up and is all like, where are the shoes? And Glinda tells them, she tossed them. <laughs> um, so I don't, I think Glinda just didn't think it through all the way that Alphaba wanted those, but she still, I think, should have known that those were very dear to Alphaba. And she knew that Nessa was her sister. She knew that she should have. I think, I just think that Glinda, maybe Glinda just messed up. She messed up terribly. Yes, she did. But I just think that she didn't think it through all the way. Now, another wicked one is based around Fierro. Now, in, again, in Wicked, Fierro is the scarecrow. And at the end of Wicked, spoiler alert, <laughs> um, we see that Alphaba didn't melt. She actually hit under a trap door. Where after the show, we see Fierro come back. And then, uh, and then run off with Alphaba. Now the Scarecrow in the Wizard of Oz movie wants a brain. Now, and the reason behind that is because when Fierro betrayed, I guess, like, the Emerald, uh, the people of Oz, like, the guards and all that, by protecting Alphaba, he betrayed them in a way. And so what they did is they hung him up in a field and kind of left him there to die. And then we also learned that Bach who 
was turned into the Tin Man after Nessa cursed him. And Bach wants a heart. But back to Fiero, the Scarecrow. Um, now, I think Fiero traveled along with Dorothy to the Emerald City. One joy day in the Emerald City. Sorry, that was needed. That was deeply needed. Um, but Fiero traveled with her to try and get a brain back. And I like to think of it as he's trying to regain his memories. He wants his memories back. That's how I want, that's how I would like to think of it. That's why he wants a brain. And then we, and then, you know, Dorothy tosses the bucket of water onto the Wicked Witch of the West and she melts. Now, how the movie goes, uh, Dorothy returns home. We know that. Or not really returns home, but she goes back. Then at the end of Wicked, we see Fiero come back with Elphaba and they run off. I believe this one's true. It's not really much as of a conspiracy theory, but I guess like the first part of the reason why Fiero travels with Dorothy is so he can get his memory back of what happened before, what happened during school and all that. That's just my thing about it. Okay, so this one's more Disney than theater, but Frozen was on Broadway, so. In Frozen, that Hans was not evil and that he was cursed by the trolls. So at the beginning of the show, Hans is very nice and he seemed to really love Anna. And then in the song Fixer Upper, um, one of the lyrics uh, where they learn that Anna is engaged and then, and then they say it's a minor thing. Did they maybe turn uh, Hans evil to make him out of the way because they knew Kristoff liked her? Who knows? Now I know that one wasn't really theater as much as myth or conspiracy or uh, superstitions, but I just wanted to point it out because that's one of my favorites. Okay guys, that was it for today's episode. I know that wasn't probably as much information or anything related to the title as much as you guys wanted probably. I am so sorry for that, but this what this episode was, and I feel really bad for saying this, but this episode was rushed in a way because I am currently working on something that for the podcast that I think is going to go very well, so I'm currently working on it, and so a lot of my episodes are pre-recorded, um, some of them are filmed literally the day before they're supposed to be released, and so I know this episode may have probably felt rushed to you guys, and I'm so sorry for that, but I am working on something very big, at the same time I'm trying to do some summer work that I'm doing, and I'm very sorry, 
but I am really, I really am very, very sorry. But something is coming in the future, and I hope that I'm going to be able to make whatever is coming as good as I really want it to be, and I hope you guys really did enjoy this episode. If you didn't, totally fine. I understand if you didn't. It wasn't the best. But I'll hope you guys have an amazing day, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye!